My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mark chapter 15, verse 34. One of the most powerful and profound verses in all of Scripture. And we're going to spend a few moments together reflecting on it. Recently, I was in India with the mission to end leprosy. And I heard this story from someone who had worked in India for many years. The story was about this beautiful young girl from a very poor background who unfortunately contracted leprosy. Over time, it got worse and worse, particularly her poor feet. And because of the stigma attached to leprosy, she became ostracized and rejected from her community. Obviously, her father had to do something, so he went to the local witch doctor, which was the custom back then. And the witch doctor told him to get his daughter to sit in front of the fire with her little feet close to the flames, as this was supposed to cure someone of leprosy. So the father tried this. But unfortunately, she sat there for too long. And because of the flames and due to the fact that the nerves in her feet were so damaged with the leprosy, she couldn't feel what was happening to her feet and how, how badly burnt they were becoming. When her father realized this wasn't working, obviously he stopped right away. Then the next day he had to do something, so he decided to walk his daughter for miles and miles to the local leprosy hospital to see could they help. He brought her into the accident and emergency, and he got her seen to. After some time, she was eventually settled into a ward, and she got comfortable, and the nurses and doctors looked after her. Her father came up to her, and in the evening gave her a kiss, and said, I'll see you in the morning. But unfortunately, he never showed up again. Now, we can't blame the father for this because he thought he was doing right by his daughter by leaving her in a place she would get care and not in a place she was ostracized and a place that she was finding rejection. However, I can't help but thinking since I heard that story of how she felt alone, isolated, separated, questioning, fearful, all sorts of emotions, and surely one of them was feeling forsaken. Many of us are feeling this way right now. Maybe forsaken is too harsh a word for some of us, but maybe you are feeling that way. And as this current COVID-19 outbreak escalates, there are so many people who are scared, isolated, lonely, and certainly feeling this sense of not knowing the future, which is very hard. I was walking home late the other night after work, and I saw this elderly lady who was coming towards me. I could see the fear in her eyes as she slowed down and she walked away from me towards the wall beside her. She put her hand over her mouth as she passed me by and I could see in her eyes that she was embarrassed but also really frightened. I just wanted to give her a big hug but of course I couldn't and I think we all feel like that at the moment when we can't touch the ones that we love and show affection. 
these are strange times. But let's remember that we're not alone and we will get through this, and that's not something that's trite and glib. President Higgins reminded us of this a few days ago in his powerful interview on drive time when he said there's a huge opportunity even in the midst of such hardship. He said we now need to seize a citizen moment that we would come out of this having rediscovered the instincts we have of empathy and caring that we have perhaps neglected in favor of more aggressive instincts of individualism, even of an extreme kind. I think we've all witnessed this new sense of community and solidarity in many ways, where people are helping out in incredible ways. And we've seen that here in Holy Trinity, and you've seen that in your communities, I'm sure, wherever you're living. And that's so important for us as Christians and everyone together to play a part. But also what's important to remember is that Jesus himself went through everything that we're going through at the moment, the emotions that we're feeling, the uncertainty that's within us, the isolation, the separation, the uncertainty, as I say, all the emotions. One of my favorite verses is Hebrews 4, verse 15, which was speaking about Jesus, which says, we do not have a leader who was unable to empathize with our own weaknesses and struggles, but we, who, we have one who has been through everything that we've been through, yet was without sin. Jesus knew loneliness, isolation. He even knew what it was like to feel forsaken, just like that little girl in India. In our gospel reading today, when Jesus was on the cross, one of the most powerful moments in all of history, where he was ultimately laid bare for all of us, we see his humanity and his honesty break through. When he cries out in a loud voice, it says in Mark 15, verse 34, Eloi, Eloi, Laba Sabachthani, which is Aramaic and means in English, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, the context is Jesus on the cross, and we don't have time to go into it fully. We will over Holy Week. We'll dig deep into more of what this means. But for the moment, I want us to look at, in a very simple but profound way, what did Jesus mean when he said this? Why did he say this? Well, firstly, I think he really felt it. He felt forsaken, but he was forsaken so that we would never have to be forsaken again. Let's remember that Jesus chose this, that he was not pushed into it or forced into it or made to do it. He chose it for us, the ultimate act of grace. And so he went through that ultimate forsakenness for us. But secondly, Jesus was quoting the first verse of Psalm 22. And for most who heard it, they would have known the entire psalm. We just hear the first verse. They would have grown up learning the psalms like we grew up learning nursery rhymes. When they heard the first verse, they would have immediately gone through the whole psalm in their own mind. And this psalm starts off with the honest recognition of Jesus feeling forsaken, but it finishes with great hope. It says toward the end of the psalm from verse 22 and following, I will declare your name to my people in the assembly, I will praise you. 
You who fear the Lord, praise Him, for He has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden His face from Him, but He has listened to His cry for help. Jesus is saying, even in the midst of the worst suffering and uncertainty, God does not hide His face from us. He listens to us. He is right there with us. Jesus knew that, and so he was able to say, just before he died, when he went through this sense of being isolated and forsaken, he got to the place where he said to his father, who loved him beyond words, Jesus said, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he breathed his last, and he died in peace. Jesus knew that his father had a plan and a purpose and was not hiding. God was right there in the midst of it for Jesus. God was right there for that little girl in India, even though she felt forsaken. He's right there for that woman that I met on the street. He's right there for you, wherever you're watching this. God was with them, and he's with us now. He is with us by his Spirit. And as our Romans reading said, that the Spirit of God dwells in all of us. So this time is recalling and remembering that God is with us even in the midst of all this uncertainty. We see our faith in action. We see our own involvement in God's hands and feet as we help each other in these challenging times. It's great to see faith in action and helping us, but as someone said to me, an elderly member of our congregation, through their window open, they reminded me that this time is not just about keeping the faith. It's knowing that the faith keeps us. So may we rest in that promise that God is with us. May we remind each other, listen to each other, encourage each other, as God was in those stories of those two people, the little girl and the woman I met in the street, God is with us now. Amen.